Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and your parents drive a Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect, whoa, is that the dog park? Backseat besties, it's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Damashek football program available on iTunes and at davedamashek.nfl.com. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Hi and hello, football fans. It's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. Welcome to the Dave Damashek football program, available as always on iTunes, Stitcher, and at nfl.com slash Shek. S-H-E-K, Shek, Shek, Shek. Podcast number two of the week as NFL regular season draws ever closer. Ooh, la, and la are the three words I have for that. Today, we are going to be hashing through the NFC East. We're going to be playing a little high-end potential, low-end potential, glass half-empty, Glass half full will determine if everything works out for each of the teams, what their respective records could be, and if things go south, how bad each team could be. We'll do that with our pal seated in the brand new Studio 66, Maximum Strength! Or just new Studio 66. I don't understand why that has to punctuate every time I enthusiastically, with thunderclaps surrounding it, why you wish to diminish that black tie behind the glass, but your reasons are your own. Anywho, let's continue to say hello to a fan of one of these teams and, more importantly, of the NFC East teams, and, more importantly, our pal here at uh, NFL Media. He's doing great stuff on NFL Now, which I encourage you, nay, demand that you sign up for ASA and P, all personalized stuff, whatever your team is. All sorts of video content available seven days a week being pushed out to you. This guy's participating there on NFL Fantasy Live. He does the power rankings in season. Oh, so many things. I'm speaking of Elliot Harrison. What's the poop, fella? What's up, man? We're doing NFC East today? Yes. I'm pumped about that. Well, I would like to think you prepared in advance for it. Well, this is the division I know the best. This is is the fun division to me in football. Well, I think that you could make a case. That uh, as somebody who loves the the history of the game, I love the Super Bowl era history of of pro football, especially. And I think you could make a case that the greatest era for a single division in the Super Bowl era was that late '80s, early '90s of the NFC East. Yep. We had Tom Landry getting fired and then passing the torch, or not well, not willfully passing the torch, having it ripped out of his hand by Jerry Jones. 
and uh, and his pal Jimmy Johnson. That transition, Buddy Ryan in Philly, Bill Parcells in the Giants, and Joe Gibbs in the Redskins. It was a it was a terrifying division. Yeah, I, I agree with you. The only thing I'll say is first shots fired in the NFC East in my mind was when Dick Vermeil got hired by the Eagles in '76 hmm. because it was kind of a just a Cowboys Redskins division. And when the Eagles got good, now all of a sudden you had you had a little bit of a dogfight going in there. And even though he resigned, you know, the burnout thing, you had Parcells come in. Gibbs came in in 81. Parcells came in in 83. And then, then you were off to the races. And then when Buddy Ryan came in, you, you not only had the great coaches, now you had the headline material. You know, like I wouldn't keep Ernest Jackson for a six-pack of beer and stuff like that. <laughs> I, I love that stuff. The, one of the divisions I would hold up as a contender for this prize, it's something that we really should do. Maybe you could look into it. Maybe it's something we'll do on a future podcast, EH. But I think it is a fun thing. Remember in the, I guess that was mid to late 80s, the AFC Central, now defunct, but it was the Houston Oilers with Jerry Glanville, Sam Weish's Cincy Bungles. You had, who was the Browns coach at the time? Up Bud there? Carson. I guess it was Bud it Carson was Schottenheimer, for an era there. Then, right? then Carson. Right, right, right. And then Chaz Knowles Steelers. And Chaz Knowles, it seemed every other week, would reprimand the opposing head coach. He'd pull him in close like, that's not the way we do things in, uh, in the <laughs> NFL. Always teaching these other coaches how it's going to be done. Anyway, so, uh, so fun stuff there. And we'll get to the NFC East in just a second here. Real quick, black tie. Oblige me. I want to do a new little thing here. It's not exactly a revolutionary segment, but we're going to do it anyway. It's called Heads or Tails. Do you hear that? That was my sound effect. I heard it. That was my high-tech sound effect. Ready? See, I'm flipping a coin. Heads or Tails, and we'll choose one or the other. I think it's pretty straightforward stuff here. I think I have it. And we'll start with this one. We talked with uh, our pal Dan Helley, of course, the face, the very handsome face of Total Access, who broke the news that he hears from the inside that the Browns intend to start Johnny Football this weekend. Some debate whether or not that's going to happen, but either way, some really interesting stuff from uh, from Kyle Shanahan. His uh, Helley knew him back in D.C. talking to Kyle Shanahan. His thoughts on Johnny Football, the player, Johnny Football, the kid, so on and so forth. So go back and dig up our most recent uh, podcast. And also our old pal, Handsome Hank, and I went through the AFC North and played the high-end, low-end, the cup, the glass-half-empty, glass-half-full game. So if you're a fan of that division, go back and check that one out. All right, let's get to it here. Heads or tails, Johnny Football or the rest of the rookie field? Who's going to have the better 2014? EH, I start with you, but first I'm going to do this again. I'll go Johnny Football. Really? Johnny yes, Football? I'm going to go Johnny Football. All right, why so? Well... You know, I've seen – I saw a little bit of Bridgewater. Obviously, it was only one preseason game. But, you know, if he keeps dinking and dunking because that's what the Vikings want him to do and not take a lot of chances, then I think Johnny Manziel is absolutely going to have the better rookie season because of when the play breaks down. And and I think that would be the difference. Now, if they take the handcuffs off of Bridgewater and let him sling it a little bit, then I think that Minnesota actually has the better ch- ch- or chance to win more games – with him, Bortles, I still don't think is going to play. Although Blake Bortles was good, I don't know who saw any highlights. I saw a great deal of his performance, and I feel validated because I've been saying I think the best pro QB out of this group is going to be either Blake Bortles or Derek Carr. And I think in the short term, it's as simple as Gus Bradley. He's done so many other things that mimic what he learned up in Seattle sure. as the defensive coordinator for Pete Carroll's gang. He's brought 
philosophy and literal pieces from uh, some of those players who won the Super Bowl, brought them down into Jacksonville. He's just got to go the rest of the way here and do what the Seahawks did a couple years ago and hand the job to the kid who's clearly more talented. Chad Henney ain't the answer long term. So listen, Gus Bradley, use the kid who's available to you right now, uh, talented I don't know what's going to be with the receiving core. A lot of off-field issues and uh, and otherwise already some discontent with Gosh, Marquise how, how much Lee, would that be? Still. And I don't want to derail you here, but how much better would that team be if Justin Blackman's head was on straight? Yep, that's right. I mean, doesn't it just make you sad? A guy with that much talent. In the limited time he's played, have you seen how productive he could be? I it's, know it's, it. it's remarkable. Yeah, it's too bad uh, there. But either way, I'll say Blake Bortles, so I'll take the field there. Black tie, way in here. No love here flip. for Logan Thomas, who no. Jaws no. comes no. out and let's, says let's, he let's played see. like a Pro Bowl quarterback in his first preseason game. Good for I him. mean, I don't know much about the guy, but I mean, let's see what he does in week two. If this is a guy that Arians might you know take a shot at, because I, I think Carson Palmer has passed it. That's how the... English folks say when someone's oh, past their prime. It. He's not going to get a it. jump over Carson Palmer in well, 2014. Well, I mean. It's... Here's the thing. I'm not a snob like a lot of people are, like a lot of uh, inside football men are about this is a uh, obviously you would like to have a quarterback who's lethally accurate. You mm-hmm. want a sniper in the pocket there. That's Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Peyton Manning. That's their uh, that's their greatest virtue as a quarterback aside from uh, the, from their brains. And it's great because if you are consistent and on time, as I always say, that puts your team in a good position to make the playoffs every year. I, though, don't have a beef with a guy who's inaccurate as long as he's a great improviser, can extend plays. Because I think the deeper you get into the season and once you get into the playoffs, that has greater virtue than it does in the middle of September. So, anyhow, I think— I'll say this, though. This week, preseason, I'll be turning my body language gaze on Logan Thomas. I can't wait for it. We need a body language update from the body language wizard, Black Tie. And that's coming up. We'll have that for you next week. So, now, if you haven't subscribed to the Dave Damashek football program, I think you've just heard— every reason you could ever use. All right, let's move to the next one here. The answer, though, so Black Tie, you didn't say once and for all. You said Johnny Football, if he starts opening day, which he will, he, you, the, you say the Browns win the division, so I assume you're going to take yes. Johnny Football. taking Johnny Football here. I like The play Browns makers. win the division. If Johnny Football starts in week one. Oh, I think that defense. I think that defense I don't think, is I don't think it's crazy if the NFL, if we hear the front office decide, you know what, we're not going to suspend Josh Gordon for anything. We've had enough heat from the Ray Rice and everything else going on this summer. We're just going to give this guy a pass because the nation seems to be moving in the direction of legalizing weed. We're going to respond to that. We're not going to suspend him if they make some decision like that. I think that team can win the division. It's wild, but I think it's possible. I, I, yeah, if the defense is dominant, listen, that's the formula of the Seattle Seahawks. Anyway, next up here, this is a tough one. This is a philosophical one. You talk about what you're going to be watching this weekend, Black Tie. Heads or tails? Wait, that's that's not as exciting. That wasn't very good. <laughs> there was a little bit. NFL. You know, no, I I'm, just I'm not going to do sound effect. It didn't you flip know? at all. I know, he dropped it and it literally fell just flat on the I thing. Love your this is audio. Sound I know, but this is yeah. this is audio verite. Here's the question. I was going to just say NFL football, but I'm just going to say football. And let's say this has to exist for the next 18 months of your life. Football or every other sport as a spectator. You can't watch it. You can't go. You can't do whatever. Football, college, and NFL or you miss out. NBA, college hoops, soccer, black tie for you, hockey for me, baseball, 
I'm going to start with you, Black. I know what your answer is, too. You're taking the field. You're no, taking I mean, the rest of the Definitely in the field. Not even close, really. I grew up playing soccer. <laughs> fo- well, grew up playing football, which that's what I knew was football. Wanted to play football for a while. Then basketball sort of became my, uh, you know, hobby slash dream at one point, too. So definitely taking the field there. It's not even close. You got to enjoy the beautiful game that is football and soccer and the biggest tournament, the World Cup. And the NBA still has the biggest individual stars, as we noticed with LeBron just absolutely controlling everything in in the last month or two. Wow. All right. That doesn't I don't know that that necessarily makes the case that they have bigger stars. They highlight their stars. But all right. I, listen, I knew you would go there. And actually, I guess I know where Elliot's going to go here, too. <laughs> go ahead, EH. Football or the other sports that you barely watch anyway? Yeah, I, I will definitely go football because, look, there's something for you on Friday night. There's something for you on Saturday afternoon and Saturday night. And there's something for you on Sunday. And there's something for you on the offseason, given the news cycle. And, hey, not to be a corporate show here, but one of the awesome things about NFL now is you can go on there, and if you're a Steelers fan, you want to watch the 92 Steelers yearbook, you can watch it. You can watch highlights of the 79 AFC Championship game. You can watch whatever all you right, want. You it's are all, shilling, and I get it, and I love other, it all. What other sports has that? What I don't other know. sport I has could, that? Can you, there's YouTube. I can go if I had to really? find. So you can well, go no, watch I can't, a, no. uh, I can't watch it as comprehensively as I can yeah. on now, but I. Well, all right, I get you. That's a that, all right. That's a fair point. But I will say this: I let me cast the deciding vote as the only person in here who really loves both pro and college football, and also I love NBA and baseball. I love it all too. You barely right? watch the Pirates. You barely. That's watch not them. true at all. Shame on you. Barely How dare you, them. sir? Go I ahead. don't watch them when they don't try. They've okay. been trying for the last four or five years, and as a result, I started watching them again. Now. The cast, the, the deciding vote for heads or tails, it's football. I'm not being a shill because I work for someone at the NFL, because I work for the NFL. If I had to choose college football on Saturdays, like you say, EH, Wednesday night there's college football on TV. Thursday night now we have pro. On Friday night there's a football game. Saturday night. Friday's high school, baby. Sunday. High school. Well, but there's also a college football yeah. game on Friday night too. College on Saturdays is, is, is heaven, especially on the West Coast, waking up at 9 a.m. and the games are on immediately. Then, of course, pro football, the banner day on the sports calendar for any sports fan. And then Monday night, I mean, you can't argue with it. Only Tuesday doesn't have football anymore. I know I'm going to catch a lot poor of heat Tuesday, for Poor Tuesday, actually. Come to think of it, poor Tuesday. <laughs> it's the only day that doesn't have football now. I definitely agree. The NFL puts out the best product, the best production from games, Super Bowl to Hard Knocks, all That's the That's patting stuff, yourself NFL on the back since you're a producer at the NFL. Well, yeah, but at the same time, too. <laughs> they, a, they do the best producing. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I'm a Manchester United fan, have been since essentially all my life. And, again, it's just – it's two, uh, one sport over like three or four others. I like tennis too sometimes. Play a little tennis. No, I, I agree. I Well, he didn't it's, say you can play. I didn't say play, you can't play Because I'd play tennis. But listen, TD, I'm with you. I want to watch a random I Mavs watch Thunder too. game That's, from February. For me, this is the hard, The one who would suffer the most in either way is me out of this trio. I totally disagree. I, I would suffer t- the most if I didn't get to watch NBA ball and the Penguins of yes. hockey and – all that stuff. I've, I'd lobbied, be devastated. I've lobbied NFL now to be able to search Popeye Jones. I can't watch March uh, Madness now. Thank goodness this is a dumb question for me and not a reality. Yeah, and I don't really care much for college sports, but you know. Well, that's weird. All right, so last one here for today. I think we're off to a good start here. Heads or tails? Nice and simple. There's no reason. I love to how we're not doing any NFC North. We're doing it right now. NFC East. Let's go. Wait, I'm just doing one more heads or tails. We'll get to the NFC East, fellas. Cool down. All right, there's one more. The first overall pick in 2015 in the uh, in the NFL draft, 
Elliott, I say it comes down to the Dallas Cowboys, and I'm not saying that to rub it in your face. I really think they're going to be putrid. Or the Oakland Raiders. Do I have the right two teams here to begin with, or do you want to go with somebody else? Eesh. Yeah, I, don't think, I don't think you have the right two teams because Oakland has such problems that quarterback Dallas doesn't. But they're going to have Derek Carr in there, and that's not going to be a problem, as I've already said. I just Okay, the Cowboys were fifth in points scored last year. I just don't think a team that's top five in scoring is going to be capable of having the last pick in the draft. It's just a statistical totally, improbability. Totally agree with EH. There's no way. In, in today's NFL, there's no way that Romo and Des Bryant cannot, and DeMarco Murray cannot pull off five to six wins. Yes, I'm not saying they're going to be any good. All right, so then seven wins all right, maybe so the then ceiling. Tell me who it is. So you're saying the Raiders will have the pick and they're pretty much unchallenged, or is there a team given the, that'll give, rival their atrocious record? I know everybody is really excited about the Texans overall under Bill O'Brien, but right now I think it's the Raiders and Texans. I mean, if you saw Ryan Fitzpatrick play the other night in Arizona, you have to be concerned. Well, we're coming at you on Wednesday after on uh, Thursday afternoon, and uh, word that Case Keenum is taking first team reps for the Texans. Why not Has give a Shot. Has to be a gut punch. Because make it Tom Savage, because you know what Case Keenum is. That's a terrible. But was Case Keenum that bad last year? I don't think he was. I, think I don't he think he was either. Look, I think pretty good on the body language skill too. I know, but that's but uh, you know, you're talking about Ryan Fitzpatrick or Case Keenum. There's no, you know, what the ceiling is with those two guys, right? Which is why I say you had the wrong teams. Okay, that's fair. So are you going to say Texans first overall in the coin? No, flip? right now, if Matt Schaub is your starter, given what he's done, I'll go Oakland. Black tie, how say you? I'll go Oakland between those two teams. I mean, I still think the Jags are the Jags, and they're no. probably – you don't you think wa- they're – You wait and see. That team is going to be – they're not going to be able to do anything to get past the Colts, certainly. They and win think, at least six. And I think the Titans have a chance. They are one of the most nondescript. I think best. I feel like the Titans have vaulted now the Jags as the most nondescript NFL team. There's something we don't really know, but you watch out. Bishop Sankey, some other pass-catching weapons – in there now, Jake Locker's the big question. Some again, some anonymous pieces, but some but some fine ones defensively. And I think that line's going to be good. Um, I just don't understand. I think the Jags though are going to be pretty good. That defense, I mean, it's a matter of time for it. They're, they're, they they have a good brain trust there, and that means everything. They're bringing in some good players there, including Blake Bortles, and I think he's going to be in there by October. By the way, Black Tie, I know that you're a man of reason. So if you're Tennessee, right, mm-hmm. you go spend all this money for Michael Orr. Why draft Taylor Lewan? I know, very well, strange. Well, why, why do that? And you let go of Chris Johnson saying that he's a problem, but your offensive line was not good the year before. Your starting quarterback has missed 25 out of 48 possible games in his career. Okay? Your best defensive player last year, you don't pay him, and you let him go to Tampa Bay. I'm talking about Ultron Werner. I mean, I just don't understand the, the MO. That said, I did like the Ken Wisenhunt hire. Yeah, and I he had like success it. in turning around a, a moribund team in Arizona. The question for him is, though, is he going to get into another edition of the QB malaise that uh, mm. ran him out of Arizona? Remember, Max Hall, Brian St. Pierre. All that nonsense. Yeah. He's in a position where if Jake Locker doesn't get it in year yep. three, then Zach Mettenberger and uh, are they going to roll out? That would be out? interesting. Now, that would make them more descript. What do they call so uh, Chaz Whitehurst, the hipsters? They call him something Jesus? Football Jesus? Quarter- no, foot- not Quarterback no. Jesus or something like that? Um, Birkenstock? I can't remember, but yes, that's uh, that trio of QBs. I do still stand by Jake Locker. Let's If he could just stay healthy, I'd be intrigued to see what he's you capable bet. of. All right, listen. Well, that's the first edition 
of heads or tails, and we'll do some more of it as we move forward here into the season. Now, Black Tie. Let's Chelly get to Whitehurst, by the way, is clipboard Ch- Jesus. Clipboard, clipboard Jesus. Jesus. I knew it was me. something funny. Um, all right, let's get into it here. And by the way, his doppelganger really is Josh McRoberts. Basketball Jesus. You see, I mean, that big beard that Josh McRoberts jo- sported. McRoberts changes his hairstyle every now and then, so it's kind of tough. What about Pete Vukovic? Look out for the no? heat. Pete Vukovic, what a gem he was. Big pot belly with that Fu Manchu mustache. I'll tell you, the Milwaukee Brewers of the early 80s, named for beer, Harvey's Wallbangers was the team's nickname. Gorman Thomas with the big Fu Manchu and the uh, knob need running out in center field there. He was great. What a, what a Wasn't Vukovic the one that played the the yes. Yankees power hitter in Major League? That, Pete Vukovic is the slugger for yeah. the Yankees that Chaz Sheen strikes out at the end of the picture. Right. Right. And he has those great, he has those glorious uh Wait a minute. Wait a minute. This spittles. may this may be Oh, we got one. <laughs> this may be time. It's time to play everybody's favorite game and then we'll get to the <laughs> NFC East. Has Black Tie seen it? If you're new to the program, producer Black Tie loves to talk about movies and yet he's only seen seven or eight of them in his Pre-93, lifetime. Pre ninety three, yeah. Pre ninety three. That movie I think is nineteen ninety one or nineteen ninety two. Major League, it is of course a sports movie classic. Has Black Tie seen it? What do you say, E.H., yay or nay? I th- well, I think it's even older than that. I think it's like 89 or 88. Uh, I'm going to go no. I don't think he's seen it start to finish. I think he's caught five minutes of it, but he has not seen it. Joe Boo in his rum. Oh, yeah. The, the, and the guy who drinks his rum is the bad guy Harris. from Hoosiers. Yeah, his name is Harris, and yeah. he walks out, and he gets hit by a bat in batting practice. That's greatness. Yeah, Jimmy Chitwood says uh, – I don't know if it matters, but I figure it's about time for me to start playing ball. And then uh, the mean yeah. that mean, the mean guy in Hoosiers is like, I told you thing he'd come back once that we got rid of that old bag of bones. And he's like, Coach stays, I play. He goes, I go, and that and his jaw drops. He always plays the bad guy. Anyhow, in Major League, he drinks Joe Boo's rum. Black, I say Black Tie has not seen it. Black Tie, how say you? All right, guys, I have seen it. I don't have any recollection of it, though. Outside of Chaz movie. Sheen or Pete Vukovic, you have to name one person who was in it. Ah, uh, Wesley pre- Snipes. Oh, all right. Uh, so you have seen it. All right. Not Willie a big Wesley Snipes fan, though. You're not a Wesley Snipes fan? No, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm not. Why am I stunned? You know, what, what movie uh, actor do you like? I, I think it's the, the answer is zero. You don't like Snipes, eh? I'm not a huge Snipes guy, no. Did you ever see Blade 2? That's a good picture. No, I never saw the Blade movies. Didn't want to. U.S. Marshals? You know, the other night... A good, one, a good movie of his is, uh, like I say, are the first two Blades. The third one gets off the rails a little bit, but the second one is good there. Major League, he's pretty good in. Mo Better Blues is perhaps his best movie. That's a great picture. You know, the other night, uh, Every Which Way But Loose was on. You know oh. who plays a, a bartender in that is the, the manager. Uh, the guy that talks like this. Yeah, he died a few years ago. Yes. That guy's great, yeah. I can't remember his <laughs> they name. They expect us to lose. Um, all right, so Black Tie has sort of sort of seen, seen it. it. We'll go to the Philadelphia Eagles, and uh, again, high end, low end, all the stars align. It's Chip Kelly's second season. I'll say this about the the Chip Kelly, um, what he's brought to the game, revolutionizing a year ago. Everybody was putting themselves on record. It's going to work. This is going to be a bust, and now for all of time. Um, I will remember who was on the right side and the wrong side of this. Talking to Daniel Jeremiah, a.k.a. at Move the Sticks, the great uh, scout who joins us all the time here on the show, 
The bad thing for Chip Kelly is he could be a victim of his own success, which is that a lot of other NFL teams adopt his way. And then in practice, the the detriment to the Eagles will be that if, you know, let's say 10 or 12 other teams around the league are running something very similar, then the defensive units will become accustomed to seeing it mm-hmm. in practice out on the field. And then when they see the Eagles, they won't be stunned. Their jaws won't be on the ground. They'll know how to deal with it. And that could diminish the productivity in year two here. The other side of it is, though, Darren Sproles and Shady McCoy talking to Willie McGinnis about it. And I bring him up because I like to name drop, but also because he makes a good point. Out of the backfield, if you put them both in the backfield and Nick Foles simply has to drop back and feed either one of those guys the ball, how do you account for them? in space as a linebacker because that's who's going to have to defend them with the receivers they're going to put out there. That's that's an unstoppable formula, it seems. Or you're going to be playing the whole game in essentially a 4-1-6 or 4-2-5. Uh, basically, well, you, you know, if you're in a 4-3 defense naturally, that means you're going to have defensive backs. Well, if you dedicate that kind of personnel, you have the game's leading rusher from last year and you run the rock, and they have a pretty good offensive line. Uh, Evan Mathis could be the best offensive lineman in football. I, I think if everything goes right for this team, they could go 12-4. and four. Because bear in mind, they're playing six games against Dallas, who can't stop anybody. Washington has their own problems on the back end and who their quarterback is or isn't. And then the Giants, who they have a turnover machine in their quarterback, and their defense is sketchy. And they play the AFC South, which is the Colts, the Jags, the Titans, in the Texans. That's so why everything I, goes right, they could go 12-4. and four. I say uh, that's why I go one better. I think they could go 13-3. and three. Um, The X factor is, you know, I guess, you know, well, two things. Nick Foles, again, can he repeat throwing only two picks over the course of the season? Pretty much zero chance of that. Same as Eli Manning can't throw 27 picks. It's also unlikely that Nick Foles can keep the turnovers down that much. But – I think that, you know, I think that he is not – whether or not he's – the question isn't – people have, have positioned this now over the last couple of months. Well, those two picks were an aberration. He can't mm-hmm. repeat that. All right, but that doesn't mean that he either goes from being among the best-looking QBs of 2013 to now being in the bottom five at the position. You know, he could still have it's a nice year. a step back. That's what you're saying. Yeah, he could have a mild step back and still rank among the more productive quarterbacks in the NFL. I think their X factor is Jordan Matthews, their second round pick. Yeah, Deshaun Jackson is gone. You got Jeremy Macklin coming back from a major injury, and then Riley Cooper got a little banged up in camp. If Jordan Matthews can step in, he had a couple drops the other night against Chicago. If he plays, and I, I heard in camp he was outstanding. Of course, that's what I call JFT July football talk, and you know how that goes. Yeah, exactly. But I, that would be my X factor. All right, and then uh, let's say worst case, the Redskins are better than we expect them to be, or not. Well, some people are high on them, and we'll talk about them in a second, but they prove to be a legitimate contender. They look more like 2012 than they did 2013. I I mean, 9-7 and for the Eagles? How bad could they possibly be with the offensive pieces that they have? And, I, you know, Michael Kendricks and D'Amico Ryans and – Malcolm Jenkins, and, you know, I I don't think that this is this, this should be a bum defense. The fact is, though, is that Chip Kelly's offenses will always hang out the defense 
because they like to spend so little time on the field, so you're asking more from this defense than you are from, you know, even if you put the Seahawks out there, they would probably give up an extra five or seven points because they were out there for an extra five to ten minutes of of the 60-minute contest. So I think the defense can only be so good. It can't be a top-five defense, but it should be better. Nine and seven, I think, is about the worst they could be. Yeah, I, I I would say seven and nine or eight really? and eight. Hmm. Only if Nick Foles absolutely falls flat on his face and Macklin is slower. And, you know, Riley Cooper wasn't exactly a frontline player before yeah. last year. Probably a little too much press for him. Now you're looking at an offense that, that could be in trouble, but – Eight and eight is about as low as I want to go, given their schedule and the division they play in. And it's something we've talked about. Chip Kelly is the ultimate sort of players coach, it feels like. Playing music at practice, making it fun. This is the winning way in the 21st century, so he gets that right. It's a feel-good environment. I don't know what they'd have to do to take a step back. Black Tie, real quick, you want to weigh in on this? No, Chip Kelly and I, you know, have the same philosophy. You know, we're producing a podcast, when uh, you know, coaching a team. Watch Mavs Thunder and Fun February. times, you know. Play some music. I bet Chip Kelly lets. Uh, I bet Chip Kelly lets Shady McCoy and Nick Foles uh, talk about every which way but loose if they want to. All right, the Cowboys. Eh, let's keep it's about your team. Yeah, Black Tie gives us a little notes on on each team mm-hmm. here in front mm-hmm. of us. He writes, "Some are calling it the worst ever." I said that a month ago. Now I see other people are jumping in on that. I went on record back in July and said this is going to be the worst defense in the history of the NFL. I haven't seen anything to make me doubt that initial opinion. Oh, you are Thank you, A.J. Hawk. You're so wrong. The Chargers quarterbacks went 14 of 16. They had two incompletions. <laughs> yeah, now they're reduced to fighting with Raiders fans and everything. It's oh, getting boy. sad for, for the Cowboys. All right, best case scenario. Best case to me, and I'm – I listen – I know it's it's eight and eight. If they go, if they have a fourth straight eight and eight season, but there is just about no way that they can be better than that with an abysmal, abysmal defense and a one year older and a physically diminished. I mean, he's not going to be better than Tony Romo. He's not going to be better than he was last year. And the likelihood is that he's lost a little something. Even his own QB coach Wade Wilson is worried about his deep ball throws. You know, listen, this adds up to real trouble. If Tony Romo is not Tony Romo, then egad, this team could be two and fourteen. Wow, how, they could be really how somebody bad. Somebody has come around on a certain player. I, I have see not you smiling. Come around. That's I've right. always said the exact same things it, about in Romo. fifty-five different ways. I tell you what, if everything this is, if everything goes right, if everything goes right, eight and eight, this team might eke out nine or ten wins. Because, right, no, no, no. I'm holding you to a number. Nine or right. ten. You think this team yes, could win right. ten games? Yes, I think this team could win ten games if absolutely everything went right because you can certainly make the argument that Tony Romo is the best quarterback in the division, okay, and that this Cowboys offense is the best offense in the division. They're certainly right there with Philadelphia. And if you go personnel-wise, I would say Dallas is a little bit better offensively. Wow, that is a strong statement. Yes, uh, but DeMarco Murray has to play 16 games. Tony mm-hmm. Romo's back has to be perfectly healthy. Nick Foles has to take a step back. RG3 has to play like he did last year. Eli Manning has to play like he did Terrence last year. Terrence Williams has to emerge yes. as, a, as a semi-consistent yes. so option for him th- in the passing game. They would need to win five games in their division, three games against the South, and two games anywhere elsewhere on their schedule. That is the absolute All right. do you agree perfect with, scenario. Do you agree with my 2-14 and 14 as the bottom? Yes. I, I Well, I would. I was going to say 3-13. and 13. I 
I'm kind of with black tie on this that you think that Dez and and Romo and Witten and Murray and a by the way a much improved offensive line that's probably going to be a strength of the team now is good for five or six wins. If the offensive line regresses, Travis Frederick takes a step back as a center. He was surprisingly good rookie last year. You know they got just hammered for taking him. And if Romo can't get the deep ball out and Jason Witten entering year twelve hits the wall, then yeah. Then two to three wins is is where you. That's what you're looking at with that defense. I w- and, and I hear you. And I'm not really trying to rub your nose in it or anything. But that's fine. The idea that this offense, yeah, you, you say within the this offense could be really good. But then you start talking about just with not you. I'm saying uh, you know the collective. We talk about wow the Cowboys though are loaded on offense. Yeah, you know who else is. About 20 other teams. It's offensive football mm-hmm. um, paradise these days. And just uh, you say, the Eagles and in, and the Redskins have a chance, respectively, to be better offenses. You know, uh, Okay. Uh, black tie. In, in the NFC North, the, you, you figure the, yep. the Bears, Packers, and Lions are going to have great offenses. You figure in the sure. NFC, uh, NFC West that the, the, the uh, Niners and the Seahawks. I got gotcha. you. You know, I mean, uh, there are a lot of good offense. But fifth in points per game is fifth in points per game. So, Black Tie, Foles or Romo? If you had to take one right now, you're a GM, right, for for a year. For this season? Yeah. That's a tough one. Because of Romo's injury and because, again, it's a back injury. And if you're questioning the deep ball, you know how I am about the deep ball. But we're ball. talking about all things good, all I, things I know, being I know. Equal, that's, healthy. That's, I mean, that's huge. I mean, I, I like a quarterback with big playability. I, if if Romo's if Romo is healthy if Romo is healthy Romo's has healthy. no effects I'm taking Romo okay for the McCoy season, for sure. McCoy or Murray oh, I'm taking McCoy McCoy okay yeah. all right do you want Macklin Cooper and Ertz or do you want Dez Terrence Williams and Witten Cowboys trio for yes sure. there I mean, you go they, they have the offensive weapons no question and, and again with defense if they they don't have to be a sh- strong defense if they just have guys who can get a few takeaways like, yeah what if this is the year Claiborne actually does something what yeah. if obviously Skandrick after his little suspension comes back he's a speedy guy he can do a thing or two Bruce Carter you never know Cowboys like, do have a very you good know kicker what? as and well and by the way I you know if you listen to this I, you know people who are insulated and don't like to hear uh, bad talk about their team. I will say this about the Cowboys. I they are sort of Notre Dame to me in college football. The Cowboys are. It's better when they're good. I want them and the Raiders to be good, even if I don't root for them. Sure. I, there are certain iconic teams that football is more fun when they're good. You know, so, the Bears. so it's not like I hope the the Cowboys yeah. are crummy. I think they're going to be crummy though. Speaking of crummy, the twenty thirteen Giants. Now turn the page, and Eli looking to throw fewer than twenty seven picks and complete. I'm sure he'd be perfectly happy with 65% uh, completion rate, but uh, they aspire to as high as 70. I don't know. Rashad Jennings, the offensive line is uh, shaky, I think. they've Looks like the secondary is better. I think their X factor, I'll say this, is JPP. They need a special player on defense to, to disrupt other offenses there. Or, you know, the other guy is Jarvis Landry. Then they become a legitimate Mm-hmm. Uh, threat to be, you know, I think Rashad Jennings can do it in the running game for him, along with uh, with the kid Andre Williams out of uh, out of BC, and we know Victor Cruz is productive. But for this offense to really keep up, 
I think they need an extra target there. They don't have a tight end, so Jarvis Landry is going to have to be it, I would think. And then you have Mario Manningham and other – but I, it's the kid out of LSU that everybody felt like could hit the ground running in his pro career. So I think maybe he's the offensive X factor. I think best for this case, just because Tom Coughlin has done it in the past. When they have a bum year, they tend to bounce back. But I still think best they could do is 10 wins maybe. I have best win for the best win total is being eleven and five. Again, given who they play in the division, you know the NFC has such potential to be terrible. I'm not saying the NFC East is going to be terrible, but they have the potential for it. Yeah. Given the quarterback question, to I mean every QB, Foles, we have a small catalog. Eli twice now has led the league. Actually, three times I believe has led the league in interceptions. RG three was mm. not good last year, and Romo's got the two back procedures going. So. That gives this division, I think, a little bit more of a, a swing. Uh, I agree with you. Odell Beckham, uh, you said the kid out of LSU. That's that's the X factor for me, too. Oh, I it, said, I'm say, say, call, saying Jarvis Landry. But. Oh, oh, okay, excuse me, but Odell Beckham's from LSU, too. Yeah. He, uh, I, I think he is huge for this team. If the offense plays well, Eli cuts down on his turnovers. Rashad Jennings runs for 1,200 yards, and the defense keeps him in games. Why can't they go 11-5? and five? I, I mean, I, yes, that's pie in the sky, and that's the point if of Foles what we're doing here. If takes a step here, back, right, right, if RG3 that. is mediocre. It doesn't feel reasonable to me, given the, the things we're throwing out here. The worst case for them is, I, you know, I, if the, it, you know, Tom Coughlin, like I say, has a knack for turning things around. But if this proves by week seven or so that this is not going to be one of those seasons, yeah. and you know Tom Coughlin is now not long for the gig, you see how those things happen. You know, there are teams that have to go every year in the NFL because there's going to be 13-3 and three teams. There have to be some 3-13 and 13 teams Somebody gets well. caught holding the bag, man. Yeah. Somebody's going to be bad, and if the mm-hmm. Giants don't get out of the gate right, then Tom Coughlin you know is going to be – is uh, going to have his head on the chopping block – and when that happens, then all then then there's no reason that we we've seen that happen a million times. This team could go three and thirteen or four and twelve. I'll say the bottom for them is five and eleven ish, maybe four and twelve. I would go five and eleven. If 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 Eli burns his nachos, man, they go five and eleven. He throws thirty picks, drops a few balls on the carpet. Odell Beckham's hamstring isn't good. And uh, Rashad Jennings ends up being a 500-yard back that was best served as MJD's caddy a few years ago. And the defense is what it was last year. Then, yeah, I think this team could be 5-11. I just can't see a Tom Coughlin Giants team being worse than that. He just has so much pride in himself and his staff. I feel like the, the team follows. And if you said, hey, who's the best head coach in the NFC East, I will take Tom Coughlin. Hmm, that's a fun question. I guess we have to wait and see. By the end of – Chip Kelly's second year. There's a good chance we'll be saying him, though. Um, lastly, a new head coach in the uh, in the division, and in fact, a new head coach. Period is Jay Gruden in D.C. Talk about that one, E.H. What do you think their high end potential is? Deshaun Jackson, everybody knows, comes over there. The defense remains the question mark there. Everybody debating what RG this this week's nonsense about. Me, you know what? They might uh, they they might go with uh, with Kirk Cousins again. I mean, there's zero chance of that. Yeah. But anyway, what do you think their high end is here? I'll go 11 and five. I know we went 12 or I went 12 and four for Philly. You went 13 and three. I'm not prepared to go 12 wins for Washington because I'm not convinced that they're as good as Philly. And then look at you were just talking about if somebody goes 13 and three, someone's got to go three and 13. Well, if if somebody goes 10 and six elsewhere, it's going to be hard for you to go 12 and four. Uh, you know. 
you got the Seahawks, you have the 49ers, the Cardinals have a, a really solid team. You have Green Bay. I think Chicago is going to be very good this year. You have New Orleans. Carolina went 12 and 4 last year. There's no way Atlanta's going 4 and 12. Seems like everybody agrees Tampa Bay is going to be vastly improved. I just don't see how Washington would be able to eke out more than 11 wins. But, you know, if Deshaun Jackson plays well, RG3 is more like he was as a rookie than last year. Don't forget they added Jason Hatcher on the defensive line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think this team could win 11 games if everything falls right. I The thing I keep pointing to, as simplistic as it may be, or at least uh, it may sound, you know, RG3, if he plays like he did as a rookie, as good as he was, and mm-hmm. that was a, in in an era where there's been Cam Newton and you go back to mm-hmm. Matt Ryan and, uh, you know, Russell Wilson's rookie year and Colin Kaepernick halfway through year two, these, these uh, breakthrough performances – RG3 ranks right there among the very best of those in his mm-hmm. rookie season. He was, uh, uh, you know, it's funny how quickly everybody turned the page from that. You know, season to season, nothing matters the previous season if things go south. If he plays like that, though, yes, 11-5 and five is absolutely plausible, and he has not had a healthy Pierre Garçon, who's his best pass catcher mm-hmm. since he got to D.C. Pierre Garçon hasn't, when he is out there, though, 150, 117 catches last year. About the the least heralded 117 in the history of football, I feel like. Yeah. And now you throw Deshaun Jackson out there and Jordan Reed, who's an emerging young tight end. The offense at least should be really good. Yeah, I say 11 and 5. Jay Gruden is my concern there. I don't know. That's your X factor? I just don't know what to think about this yep. guy as a head man. Maybe he has the charisma to carry it. I don't like his play calling that I saw in, uh, in Cincy. So I'm afraid... That they might, but uh, yeah, if things go wrong, if RG three isn't what I think he is, what I know he's capable of being, they could be as bad as six and ten, okay, or even five and eleven. If if really they bottom out, I I agree with you on your points on RG three. I wrote an all time all rookie team for the NFL uh, for NFL dot com, and I I missed RG three's rookie year. He did have one of the best rookie Mm. seasons ever as a quarterback. I would say their X factor is Alfred Morris. Is he a guy that was great? Because the defense had to account for RG3 running the ball, and thus Alfred Morris had one less defender to worry about? Or is he the kind of back that can take a game over? I think that question is still out there. Uh, I think the the, the low for this team is 5-11. I think they're better than Dallas. That's why I wouldn't say 3-13. I think they're right there with the Giants, Mm -hmm. honestly, Dave. I think they're right there with the Giants. Who's better, Washington or New York? That's a good flip of coin. There's a good heads or tails right there. I say tails giants. I wish we could talk about it some more. And tails do another... giants. All right. Well, we'll see. I'm I, I'm not even going to tell you because that's how short time is right now. I've got to run and do some stuff for the aforementioned NFL now. Look for that. Make sure you get the app. Make sure you look for it. NFL.com slash now. Right. Yep. NFL.com slash cool, now man. is the way you do it. EH is on there. A lot of other uh, faces that uh, you'll enjoy listening to. Also available on your iPhone, your iPod. I, I guess I bought Black it, yeah, tie, I said I got to go. But, iPad, yes, you continue to do that. Stuff. All right, we'll be back with another episode for you early next week. Thanks to EH, thanks to Black Tie, and thanks to you. Um, and uh, we'll kibitz more football later on. In the meantime, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice out. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring – your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 
37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and your parents drive a Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect, whoa, is that the dog park? Backseat besties, it's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places. Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. 